Craft Beer Radio, episode 516, on December 15th, 2023. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Only a hippopotamus will do. I'm Shannon. Ho, ho, ho. He was telling you to hold off, and you're like, I'm Leroy Jenkins. I didn't see that. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio. We're still figuring out this three-way intro. No, I really didn't see. We're a bunch see. of noobs over here. Uh, yeah, so you are, are Santa. You are <laughs> her dirty little elf. <laughs> and I'm Beelzebub. Welcome to Crafty Radio. And this week we're doing um, a bunch of cans. Um, any of them local? Yeah. yeah. So one in your hand. Yes. Greg brought over this Polish-style Pilsner from Old Thunder. I did. Baba Bowie. Did you get it at your local um, bottle shop? Yes, I did. So this is from Old Thunder. This is Silesian Foothills. It's a 5.2% uh, Pilsner uh, with uh, European barley malt, uh, a blend of Lubelski and Marinka hops from Poland. So just you know, continental hops is my is, yeah, is my yeah. guess. Um, the big Lebowski hops, huh? And old thunder happens to be in this little tiny uh, town across the river called Blonox. Blonox, Blonox, and that for all of you people who yeah. aren't familiar with Pittsburgh. If I'm hamming up my Pittsburgh accent, it's my favorite town to pronounce in my hammed up Pittsburgh accent. Let's hear you say. I should say, if I'm chip-chop hamming up my uh, Pittsburgh accent. Chip that ham, baby. <laughs> Ian's gone down to Moondogs and Blonox. <laughs> <laughs> Moondogs is a music cafe there. So. Anyway, uh, what's the name of this beer again? Silesian Foothills. Ooh. So they're foothills, but they're Silesian ones. That's my guess, at least, based on English and the way modifiers yeah, work. Uh, I just presumed that they were a... Uh, uh, geographic feature of Europe, be my guess, but I guess the border didn't work and, and it's Cooper dead is, made its <laughs> way Cooper around. Is, now he's stuck. Like, no, I can't get back out, mommy. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'll, I'll go, I'll try to see if I can corral him. <laughs> All right, well, while Greg is doing that, well, this show's coming off like a, it's a real banger, you know, like really, <laughs> we got to end the year with a bang, yeah. So, this, uh, the beer. Is a hazy yellow, um, almost like a you know, it's a Polish pills. Uh, it seems like it has a yeast haze to it, you know, it's not like a hazy grain haze or anything like that. Um, almost like a Keller pills or something like that, be my guess from the, the view of it. Aroma leads out like very almost like um, golden grams, maybe less honey than golden grams, but kind of that, that kind of crackery cereal thing. Yeah. yeah very bready. Yeah. But not like, not like cooked, like super cooked bread, but just. Mm-hmm. The, the hops are playing just a supporting role to kind of the malt aroma. It has a kind of a crisp aroma, but nothing like modern hoppy, you know? So. I like it. It's pretty clean and crisp. Oh, you already tasted yes. it? Yes. 
Yeah, that works. Has a really great mm. that light bread bit crackery note dries off really fast because of the crispness. That is um that's a drinker right there. It is. Yeah, this guy is um this was you know, because I I'm looking for stuff generally that's not uh IPAs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Occasionally I'll get an IPA, but most of the time I'm looking for something that's not an IPA. And I'm looking for something that in general is also not like a milkshake stout. So that yeah. tends to limit my options. Yeah. A lot of people are doing beers like Italian Pilsners, mm-hmm. like a Moretti or a Peroni, or you don't see too many ones that are labeled uh, Polish pills. But really the point of my story is I've never found myself like in a mood. Maybe I haven't opened myself up to enough craft italian style pilsners but it's like i don't really why would i ever want to drink something that reminds me of a peroni you know like uh, well i i just look at it like i just want something that is gonna be enjoyable and then i'm not going to be like just just another hazy mm-hmm. that is you know yet another one that i can check off on on the list because i'm just i'm i feel like even the great hazies, and there are some excellent hazies out there, they have a sameness to them mm-hmm. that nowadays I'm looking for lagers and stuff like that because I want something that's, you know, I'm, I'm looking to for for stuff, especially to go with like food and stuff like that, to really either have a, a different character or to be a supporting character as opposed to the thing that's just going to blow all of my a taste buds out with what it's giving. Right. The more I'm drinking this, the more I'm picking up kind of a melony note from the hops. I'm picking Almost. up a lot of tannins. Okay. Yeah. How are they coming across? Good. I like it. Um, I really like this actually, but it's, it's got a lot of tannins. Um, well, what's that I can't. You can't identify. Identify. Them? What's interesting here is that there is a, um, there are tasting notes, and I'm not sure. Like one of them is fresh bread, definitely that's mm-hmm. up there. The other two are fruity stuff, and um, okay, so they say citrus and bergamot. Grape, I don't know grapefruit. I can kind of see some of the bergamot, like the oiliness of it. You know, it's adjacent to that melon that I'm dialing into yeah. right now. So I'm thinking of, you know, some of the German beers that use the Huel melon hop, right? Sure. Um, I'm kind of adjacent in the same or in the same neighborhood of like kind of hoppy melon flavor in this beer. Um, there is something a little more. Um, uh, there's a light spice coming out of it, which is kind of associated with like kind of the bergamot type uh, flavors of 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 um, like an Earl Grey tea or something. I think this would go great mm-hmm. with fish. Mm-hmm. Fish and chips. Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's almost too delicate to be a good lawnmower beer <laughs> in some sense because like. Mm-hmm. It's not going to, I don't know, feel as refreshing maybe as some other ones. It, 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 it's just, it's got, 
I, I feel it's got some delicacy to it. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned fish. I'm thinking, well, kept, two things came into my mind and that's either like a waffle or funnel cake. Kind of like. Interesting. I wasn't thinking <laughs> sweet. It but kind it of, would work. kind of amplifies the breadiness. Yeah. But then yeah. Contrasts yeah. where mm-hmm. this goes herbal and melony that would go, you know, yeah, sweeter. yeah, it would work. So, and I was, then I was trying to think that I just, did I fish funnel cake out of the same fryer that your fish and chips came from? I was wondering, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> like, is that what turned me on to funnel cake? I don't know. I mean, if you were at uh, the park, then absolutely. Yeah. Because they only got one fryer. Mm-hmm. That was good. That was the, uh, the Salesian Hills foothills from Old Thunder Brewing Company. Well, so it was mentioned before mm-hmm. uh, we started, but we didn't talk about it. Um, that not only is Christmas coming up, but it's also your boy day oh, yeah. soon. So I have some gifts and I'm going to parcel them out. Oh, okay. My first gift is this is a kitchen tool that I find to be really, really cool. They are Ooh. a pair of thin tongs. They're like a combination between tongs and chopsticks in a way. They allow for you to, they're really, um, they're, you know, well-made sturdy and you can hold even big things or small things with them, but you can also be very dexterous with them too. Well, I mean, it's interesting because, I mean, ask Shannon, I often do cook with like the salad tongs, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. the metal salad tongs. Yeah, I, I like those. Um, these... Seem a bit dainty, but I'll be happy to give them a try. I already shot stuff. I mean, you'll be surprised at how well you can pick things up with those. Yeah, Yeah, it'll be so easy to get like olives out of an olive jar or pickles and stuff too. Oh, yeah. I guess picking from jars totally that'd be useful. I was thinking more of like working in the wok or skillet or something. Yeah, like you get to flip things over or something like that. Yeah, oh, yeah, bacon. All right. Yeah, these are cool. Thank you. And like I was trying to say, you know, I already have a habit of preferring tongs over spoons and spatulas. So yeah, this will just be, I just didn't know I needed skinny tongs in my life. Now you know. Well, I don't know yet, but I do have you them will in my know. life. <laughs> I'll never go back. Those are cool. So obviously these are gifts for both of you. Oh yeah, I'm totally going to use these when I make bacon. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. These are perfect for bacon. Your idea of fishing things out of jars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like that idea a lot too. Yeah. But you can also, you know, you can use them right right there like you are, like close up so you get a lot, a lot of dexterity or you can mm-hmm. fall back and still have a lot of control. They're also like. Yeah. Pluck my nose hairs. With yeah. Yeah. You can do that too. <laughs> awesome. All right. So our next beer, is it the next one in line? Here? Yes. Oh, I'm not done yet. Hold on. Let me chug. Chug, chug, chug. All right. So this one from Bald Birds Brewing Company is Karate Explosion. And this was gifted to us, gifted to me by Dale at Hitchhiker. Oh, oh that's where it came from. That's right. Yeah, I went in to buy some beer and he, this is his Christmas gift to us. Oh, how nice. Forgot about that. Dale, let's get all if three you ever glasses, listen, I'm sorry. Let's get all three glasses over here because I want to do like a yeah, so staggered this is pour. Karate Explosion. Uh, oh, IPA staggered it right on the table. This corner is not working for me very well. And 
it's dry hopped with sorry, seven point five percent alcohol by volume. Dry hop with Citra, Cryo Mosaic, and Cryo Simcoe. I don't understand what that exactly means. Cryo. That must means maybe put. I think they put them through like um, uh, liquid nitrogen, and that maybe extracts some things from it. It's it's been a thing for a while now. And to be honest, I haven't looked it up. I don't know what the cryo process is, but it is definitely a thing people like for um, doing these, you know, like bleeding edge, um, hoppy kind of beers and stuff. So what are cryo hops? Greg, well, Greg's doing the research. I will do the the basics here. It is a hazy IPA. It's not completely cloudy like a wit beer or a Hefeweizen. It, uh, you can kind of like peek around the corner and see some clearness through there, but it's uh, all has roused sediment. The head looks like shaving cream. And Ooh. it is a light gold color, much like the last one. Rome on this one, the hops are out front. Oh yeah, they're definitely out front. Citra hops, did you say? Uh, sorry, I was reading about the cryo hops. <laughs> so, Citra, Cryo Mosaic, and Cryo Simcoe. All right. So, yeah, the, you know, it lines up with what you'd expect from those. It starts off with kind of this candied orange, and then it gets a little more tropical in there, too. And I'm not really getting the signature Simcoe, any kind of dankness on the nose, but it probably is like backing up, bolstering the flavor with some more bitterness, be my guess. It's a cryogenic hop processing technology used to separate whole cones into two components, concentrated lupulin and bract. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like this. Interesting. I believe the bract is kind of like the the armature that holds the lupulin glands, you know, like kind of the stem part inside there, you know? I see. Yeah, lupulin is the stuff that is the main aroma compound goo. Mm-hmm. And uh, looks like pollen. Yeah. And I guess bract is just the rest of the plant matter. Oh. I yeah. guess. I, I you might be right. I seem to recall that the kind of the, the tree-like structure inside that the lupulin glands are attached to is the bract, but I could just be inventing that whole a memory. bract right is now. a modified or specialized leaf, especially one associated with a reproductive structure such as a flower. Yeah. So it's kind of that th- that stiffer um, stem that's inside that grows almost like, well, I guess on most flowers you have the, the really long um, pistils, right? You know, kind of like those but more in a pine tree orientation i see okay i'm not really picking anything up specific it, it's it definitely smells sweeter than um, the last one the, of course the taste i'm not able to pull any specific thing out it's like everything's melded together so much that that's one thing i've noticed with the cryo ops that i've paid attention to is they seem more muddy uh, to me. I'm yeah. not trying not muddy. trying to poop on them. I don't know. But, like, I've never been excited by, mm. uh, ooh, boy, another cryo-hopped one. Um, for the aroma, it really punches, right? And then on the, aro- on the flavor, 
There's just nothing I was, there. I was expecting clearer flavors, and they're a bit muddled together. You're getting some of that orange. You're getting kind of a mushy, mushy pup, uh, um, guava, mango, maybe. guava or mushy mango or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. The the, the everything is yeah, more melded together, which might work in the right circumstances if you wanted to really tame a hop. Mm-hmm. But like, it might be good for Simcoe because Simcoe sometimes, if you don't tame it, yeah. Uh, but I don't know if you want to do it with Mosaic because Mosaic doesn't really need Mosaic, to be tamed. No, that much. no. Um, it's probably like better yields or yeah. something, you know, that kind of thing, or it, it or just an experiment stores you know? better. Uh, I've seen Cryo around for a couple of years, but I just never took the uh, initiative to research it. Figured it had, had something to do with putting the hops through something really cold. But yeah, the, what I think it really is, is that the flavor doesn't last. Yeah, it's just kind of, I don't know. I was really looking forward to this one because on the nose, mm-hmm. I I got so much. But then tasting it, I'm just not getting much of anything. You get it up front and then it fades. Real yeah. fast. It fades real fast and you're sort of left with kind of a a, a bitter readiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, from my point of view, kind of overall, this is a fine hazy. It's nothing excitable. It's not bad. I've had way worse. Yeah. Yeah. This definitely. one's drinkable. It's just lackluster, I guess, would be the right word. Yeah, it doesn't it, – it's not bold enough to really – be in be of you know any kind of remarkable stuff so it, it's pretty it, yeah it, it, it is pretty unremarkable which is oh they're in jersey shore pa mm-hmm. funny i just we drove when we drove back from new york in october we drove through jersey shore and you know curiosity really got to me like why is it called jersey shore mm-hmm. do you know um I imagine it's because it's in Jersey and it might be somewhere no, no, near it, the shore I'm sorry. it's it's in, it's in north central pennsylvania oh like hundreds of miles from New Jersey. Oh, why is that called Jersey Shore? Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I have no idea. All right. So I my first thought was, so back in like the 20s and 30s, there was this whole. Okay, I have a thought before. Yeah, it, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so this, this, is a, this is what got me thinking down the wrong path, but it's an amusing story. In the 20s and 30s in Florida, when they were kind of filling in all the swamps and stuff, they were having this huge real estate rush, right? People were buying parcels sight unseen and whatnot. And some of them were getting like just swampy messes and stuff like that. And I was thinking that Jersey Shore was something that happened in like the mid 1800s, late 1800s in New York, where people were just running these uh, ads like buy property at the Jersey Shore, right? And then they ended up owning a deed to some property in Pennsylvania. Oh. That's not it, but okay. that's what my guess was. Okay, here's an, here's a guess, which requires a little bit of history. Uh, there's a town in New Mexico called Truth or Consequences. Okay. And the reason why it's called that is because there was a game show called Truth or Consequences, and they offered to give some money to a town that would name itself okay. after, the, after the show. So and that was, I don't know, way back in you know who, who, the 50s or something. Yeah, 1950. Um, so Jersey Shore... <laughs> The MTV show had no. a similar contest <laughs> way back in the 1760s. Right. <laughs> now, what it was, was there was two towns, one on each side of the river or two settlements, I guess, mm-hmm. like families. And uh, the Jersey Shore is on the northwest shore 
of the Sesqu- West Branch of the Susquehanna. Sure. And there was the other people on the Southeast Shore. Well, those <laughs> people on the Southeast Shore apparently didn't care for the people across the river. And those people are originally from Jersey. So they, they were called it, oh, that's the Jersey Shore. Mm. And then it was called like Williamsburg or something for a long time. And then the name had stuck and now it's Jersey Shore. Yeah, own it, right? Uh, so, yeah. So not everyone derogatory. knows whether they've heard of it or not. Oh, you live Jersey in Jersey Shore, Pennsylvania. Shore. Yeah, and then, that, you just, and then you own it. And you think, yeah, yeah, I live in Jersey that, Shore. That's that, right. That's the Jersey Shore <laughs> over there. So, yeah, Curiosity got the best man. I had to look it up on Wikipedia. Cool. Uh, but, yeah, so this is the angry kick karate kicker boy. Yeah, thing. karate explosion. Karate explosion. Um, and the, the problem is that it, it's, the explosion doesn't last. Seven four or seven point four percent. Yeah, I don't. This is think like, it's worse. If it's a karate explosion, it's a karate. Sobriety, it's yeah. a karate explosion from like a six year old who's learning karate, <laughs> and it's like okay, you show me you can do a kick, and you know that that's more than the average six year old. But I'm still not getting like pushed back by it. So yeah, your karate explosion is just okay. Average. Mm-hmm. It's not slightly white low, belt. Just Sorry. average. All right, so I think we should switch beer. The next beer and oh, the, the second to last beer. Just knowing how they taste, I think it's a better. Which one are we going next? I think we should do Lawson's next. Okay. All right. Next beer is Lawson's Sip of Sunshine IPA, which is. I would say this was next on the list. Yeah, I know. I'm I to need switch to this one and that one. Right, finish so. this or pour it out. Does anybody want it? Don't plug it right there. Sorry, uh, Dale, if you ever listen. You could just do it quietly and not draw attention to dumping it out. Too late. Lawson, sip Gotta be real and honest with our listeners. All right. Uh, so, yeah, Lawson's Sip of Sunshine. It's a Vermont brewery. We didn't get up to them on our great New England trip. But they're available here in Pittsburgh now. And this is one of the beer. First time I had this beer, it was one of those, oh, my God, New England IPAs. Not hazy IPAs, but New England style mm, IPAs okay. are amazing. Um, oh, my God. You know, and we got a four pack. So I've had this. And um, let's just drink it and see how it comes out. But it's kind of cool that these beers are available in Pittsburgh. What are you doing? I'm trying to pour the beer. I know. Okay. I was trying to figure out what time it was. It's um, um by Mount Pillar somewhere. It was south of where we were. Why Waitsfield, Vermont. Waitsfield. Eight mm-hmm. percent alcohol by volume, and that's kind of it. They don't really have a lot on there. This one's not as light. More orangey. It's, and, yeah, it's it's got a little more of the a hint of orange or copper. I got a little color. bit of the dregs. It's fine, but you know, yeah. no, it's all right. It's all right. It was packaged October 9th. Um, yeah, it's weird. We got back Ooh. from our trip in New England where we got to go to an alchemist and to you know all these fiddlehead, you know, these like well-known breweries in New England. And we come back and like they're all available here now. 
Smells like weed. I wasn't getting much aroma, so because uh, I kind of got we got a little can stratification. So Jeff is now mixing, so that. Do you smell weed? A little bit, but not much. I mean, it's just a hint. Yeah, definitely. That's what I'm getting. I'm not really getting much of anything else. Yeah. So um, lots of these Vermont beers are available in Pittsburgh now, which is interesting. Ones that were like cult beers not too long ago. And now, like, I realized last Sunday that Hetty Topper is a shelf turd. Like... It's sitting at at least mm-hmm. two beer places yeah. within 10 miles of mm-hmm. us right now. They're really up to distribution. And at this point, it's not that great anymore. So way too late on that one. Yeah. Um, so that's crazy. Sip of Sunshine, this beer we're having now, was one first time I got to have Heady Topper. I also got to have this. And this one just knocked my socks off. So we'll see how this one is. This one is almost three months old. Mm. Orangey, bitter. Yeah, it's very bitter and it has a bite. Has follow through at least on the hops, mm-hmm. right? These hops don't fade right away. Um, so a big distinction from the last one. Yeah. So the way the hops are lingering and how like apparently bitter they are, that's like previous generation of how hops were used. You know, this is kind of what was our our generation two or three? I guess generation three, but right before hazies when like Simcoe and Mosaic were coming up. Okay, how do you? This is interesting. How do you define these generations? All right. Well, we used to, it was a shorthand we used to use back in the day. Yeah, but we haven't done it in a, in a while. Yeah, so, so generation my one, off. Okay. generation one of of craft beer, American hops, right? Mm-hmm. Or the the sea hops, the Citra, the Cascade, the Centennial, things like that. So you get either like citrusy grapefruit stuff, orange grapefruit yeah. or pine. We should, yeah. we should clarify that generation one of uh, craft IPAs, like when IPAs mm-hmm. first yeah. became popular. Yeah. Yeah. And then our generation two was like when Simcoe is the hallmark of generation two. See, right? I, wouldn't generation two be like the arrogant bastards, the, the bitterness. Those are still the same hops though. That's just the different. They were just going for a different. That's just an intensity thing. I still think you might want to call that a different generation. Although you may, maybe that's more of like a West Coast style as opposed to a generation. I mean, it was there was definitely a hops arms race in there. Yeah, kind of overlaid of the the of the generation, the hop flavoring so, kind. So of. there's it is more sophisticated than just one scale. Is what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. All right. So it was Simcoe, um, uh, Amarillo, Amarillo. You know those hops, mm-hmm. right? Where they were aggressive as fuck, right? Mm-hmm. And you just would you know rake themselves over your tongue and just leave you a puckered up. Yes. And then generation three was when mosaic came out and then later or citra mosaic, you know, maybe into galaxy where these hops had big hop flavor and they still had IBUs, but they weren't apparently bitter. Mm -hmm. And that goes from clear, crisp, hoppy generation three IPAs through the hazy thing. Right. And then, um, I guess generation four would be kind of cryo and stuff like well, that. Well, you, you got your Motuecas, you got your, um, yeah. the, the, uh, what's, what's the one that's like a, 
a wine one. Um, Nelson Savant. Nelson yeah, Savant. Nelson. Thank you. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. maybe those could be different. I kind of think those are kind of like the. Um, if the anything, filling out of generation. If three. anything, three point five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can give it that. There's, there, you know, elder millennial kind of mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah. So we're waiting on the hops that taste like you know chocolate and uh-huh. uh, and red beef and you know, just the ones that are like designed to to give entirely different flavors than you might expect yeah. this one tastes like beetroot so the more i drink this one the more this one does take me back to those initial tastes of new england style ipas yeah but this is not as scratchy as for example heady topper right heady topper like there's a it's it's three months old okay that that's true and there is a little bit of bite to it a little bit yeah. of scratch so but this is better than heady topper uh, and I thought it did when I thought Hetty Topper was something to, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I thought Fickelbanger was better than Hetty Topper. So it's so funny. The first time I had those three beers, this one, and then the two from The Alchemist, was up at my dad's deer camp in the middle of Pennsylvania with a bunch of guys that don't drink good beer. Because one of the guy's brothers is from Vermont and drinks good beer. Mm-hmm. And he brought down this giant cooler filled with The Alchemist and Lawson's <laughs> and uh, one other one I can't think of right now, but... So yeah, I had some of the best beer at Deer Camp. And my dad's Deer Camp. There's one time at Deer Camp. At Deer Camp. <laughs> my dad's Deer like Camp. Not... Camp. <laughs> well, my dad and also my dad's Deer Camp isn't this. Don't ask like... them what they did when they got, you know, alone in their tents. <laughs> a lot of Deer Camps are like a cabin and like you you make it really like hot in there and you just like when I oh. my, well, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It hot in there. yeah. So I'm thinking of like my buddy Dave's <laughs> dad's deer camp, right? It is like a just a f- multi-day feast. It's just like and everything. And my dad's deer camp is a bunch of like parked RVs. Mm. <laughs> and you hang out outside around the campfire and in the snow. There's a roof, but it's it's like it's camping, not like Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. yeah. Wow, you're. <laughs> that's disturbing. <laughs> thinking of the my dad's buddies. Um, that's. Uh, I can't continue. Mm. <laughs> you guys are gonna have to finish the show speechless. without me. Speechless. He's speechless. You did it. Show without me. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right, we're still drinking through the Lawsons. Uh, I don't like it. You don't like it? No. I can see why you don't like it, but I think of this as like the first of Generation 3. Like, this was the start of getting into what Hazy's would eventually be. This was sure something. I mean, so maybe nostalgia is ruling the day for me. I'm enjoying it, but... You can have it. Yeah, I'm enjoying it too, uh, because this, this this is a reminder of beer's past. Uh, and like Christmas pass, yeah, sort of, yeah. Okay. Uh, and it, it's, but it's not as bracing as some of the other ones I've had. Like compared this to, as we talked about, compare this to the heady topper that we had, and especially compare this to how I remember, like arrogant bastard. Yeah, and this is a way better thing. But I could totally see how, since you kind of Shannon came into the scene around the hazy time. Mm-hmm. This is just like, yeah. oh, this is, oh, this is like what a... you had. Yeah. yeah. You're kind of like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, uh, 
it's apparently been a bad year for craft beer. Mm-hmm. Well, oh. it, okay. So, not sales, based on the shelves that I see. But. Well, because the shelves are full, yeah, not being drank. Uh, uh, overall, sales are down by two percent, which sounds like a small number, but it's that's the, because we have so many. Yes, that's because it, I, I do think that they're. How do, that doesn't really decrease overall sales. It, it, in a way, you can. It's that choice paralysis thing. So they're just going to get Budweiser instead? Well, it's, it's when you go to... Choice paralysis is when you, there's so many choices that you eventually just decide not to get anything at all. And you just get a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or bourbon. So, I mean, it's... It's it's something that like you have to take into consider when when a product gets... Especially when they're out of... Like supermarkets take that in consideration. It's a whole. It's a whole. Yeah. Psychological. I was, thing I was talking with a, a brewer, and uh, yeah, this year was rough on them. You know, we're drink t- tastes are changing, and also habits are changing. Mm-hmm. Like um, draft beer is way down. Like drinking draft beer at beer bars and not really? at breweries is way down. Interesting. Like, when I say way down, I don't mean down 20%, but I mean like for a craft brewer, yeah. it's noticeable that draft is not moving like it used to. Well, lots of breweries now have their own tap rooms. So it's like, so they're kind of, that also has, I'm sure, made it so that it's just not, you're not as likely to distribute your beer in just bars. Mm-hmm. You have to find a place that will do it and have a lot of yep. traffic. So yeah. Uh, so numbers this year, 420 breweries, craft breweries opened, but, uh, 385 closed. Speak into your microphone and say that again. 400 breweries opened and 385 closed. Mm-hmm. So it's a net plus of 45 breweries this year. That's around the country? United States. Yeah. Independent craft breweries. Well, I mean, that sounds, that, that sounds like a sort of typical churn. Do, do you think that has anything to do with the fact that isn't it this year that these small businesses that took out loans oh, the, the during COVID the pandemic yeah. were having to start paying back? I haven't heard anything about that specific to breweries, but more so drinking habits are changing. There's more competition. People are going to cocktails more. Yeah. People are going to seltzer. You know, that's taking mm-hmm. away part of the market. Um, speaking of. Speaking of. Speaking of. Uh-oh. It is another surprise. For you guys. Let's tell Shaker set. 16 pieces. Yeah. Wait, what? Because you, you didn't have like a real shaker. You have like one thing, but it doesn't have the full thing. And I got you a uh, julep strainer, which I think is the oh. better strainer once you get used to it. Yeah. It's a, little, it's a little weird at first, but I think it's the best strainer. Does it have umbrellas like on the picture? No, it doesn't. It does have the thing <laughs> you can put on your, it does have the spouts for. Oh. Yeah. So it has a Open Boston it. Shaker. I want to see. Oh, you want to see? Yeah. Look. Open the box. Okay. Open Birthday box. boy. We have the, the spring strainer. Yeah. We have a fine mesh filter. Ooh, handy, Dan. We have a pour spout. Nice. We have a pour spout. Ooh, doubly <laughs> nice. I think there's six of them. A though. pour spout. Yeah. Oh, triple nice. We have. Don't, don't make me count. Some tongs. Right. Ooh. Yep. 
We have two sets of tonic snap. Three more poor spells. Oh. We have a bar key. Ooh. We have a jigger. Oh my. Shannon thought that's what these were called and thought I was saying a racial slur <laughs> or something. No, I thought that was a Pittsburgh thing. It's the jigger. And then here's the uh that was a long shaker time. glasses. So there's Ah, right. Now we can really make some cocktails. And ah, a spoon. spoon. A spork. Oh, oh it's a spork. That, oh, it's a spoon both. on one oh, side. Oh, interesting. interesting. Nice. So now we can stab our maraschinos in a muddler. Nice. And some paper at the bottom. The paper is the most important part. <laughs> Tells you how to... <laughs> The instructions and and what mm-hmm. you can and cannot wash in the dishwasher. So there you go. So Ooh, you were mentioning broken. cocktails, and I was like, "Well, we're into cocktails now." Yes, we so, are. Well, that's broken now. I dropped the jigger on the floor. <laughs> yeah, the metal <laughs> jigger is broken. It's like the <laughs> meatball. It rolls. It's Where to go? Behind your chair. Oh. Okie dokie. Um, thank you, Greg. You're That's super cool. That's really couple, nice. Couple, yeah, there's definitely some pieces here we don't have that, you know. That is are, really cool. We've worked around, and now we don't have and to work around them in the future. Now we have a... You can do the shaking. Shaker, and, and yeah. we can, we can um, make cocktails like... What's his like, name like on, a, our, on the show we like watch? Like a Pisco Sour or something. What she you got a shake with a little egg white in it, right? To get that. Yeah. Yeah. We, oh, that's what I wanted to do at the next show. But it's too late now. What? I wanted to make our own homemade eggnog. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could always, you don't have it's to do it. It's not too late. Well, we don't have whole milk, but. Yeah. We don't. No. We don't have to do it like around but Christmas we just have to. to. It doesn't taste the same. Jesus isn't coming. <laughs> like those elves on the shelves. I, I, Tori was showing me these elves on the shelf things. And I, I've never, I've never seen the elf on, like I've heard of the elf on the shelf, but I've never understood the, I never truly understood the idea that the elf does something. I thought it was just like a, something that you just put there and it's, just commented on, but no, apparently the elf is a trickster that gets a, it's, gets around to doing things at night. It's, it's out of control. The, the, it just keeps growing and growing and growing. It used to be more like, as Cute. far as I know, Cute it used to be sweet. like, you'd move the elf each day and the kids would have mm-hmm. like a hide and seek every morning, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And then, yeah, they started doing things and being the trickster. It's the TikTok uh, generation. You just gotta, you just, you don't know what you're signing up for. You're signing up yeah. for 24 days of getting more and more creative. And oh, is it only story. 24? I thought it was 30, but I it came out after my kids were. It's 24 now because the elves got into a union and they made sure that they yeah. got their I mean, days off. You start on December 1st. Yeah. I didn't know when it started because I never did elf on the shelf with yeah, my kids. Starting on they were already grown. Starting on November 26th would be weird. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Jeez. Rough. Yep. So this is from Brew Gentleman. Last time we had a Doppelbach. This is Brew Gentleman's version of a Doppelbach called Manangulator. 
as we mentioned before, almost all Bauchs end with Ader. That's sort of the German tradition. German tradition. Uh, they say on their website, this is everything they love about Einger Celebrator, which is a traditional one as as seen through our own lens. Uh, so that's what they say on their website. What size can is this? Is one of the Zener eight ounce or no? Yeah, it's a. It 12, reminds it's me of a twelve ounce. It's twelve, yeah, it's 12 ounces, yeah, but 12 it's ounce. a it's a energy drink can. Yeah. I think they bottle all their stuff in cans That's, like that. Don't this they? is the this is the size they do it in, which um and and they still sell for the same price. I, I was just gonna ask you if they are yeah. cheaper. No, not any cheaper at all. Wow, because they're a premium brand. Right. Yeah, they're a premium brand. They get away with it. I mean, right. if, if they make good beers, man, they have a reputation of making good beers. Good well, beer. it better be good. It. it better be good is right. And they so, wear bow ties and fancy outfits behind the bar because they're gentlemen. They are gentlemen. This is the brew gentleman's manon. Well, I mean, there are women behind the bar, but do they wear bow ties too? They dress, they, uh, yeah. they dress dapper. Yes. Dapper. Dapper. If you have a mustache, you probably have mustache wax in it. Now I'm making my decisions about Brudenwin that I didn't have before. Because mustache wax feels like it shouldn't be a requirement. <laughs> it's probably not. Okay. But it fits the vibe. Yeah, okay. You, you, you just you don't want to lean too far into the fedora wearing, like... <laughs> no, there's, there's total, like... they do The bartenders do have a dress code, and it's like, speak mm-hmm. easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dress code, so... Think of what a speakeasy bartender may wear. Speakeasy is cool. We still need to go visit the speakeasy in Ohio. So this is a, as opposed to the other ones, this is a darker color. So this is, you know. Kind of greenish, isn't it? Do you see that hint of green in There's a weird a bit of like, yeah, like greenish yellow. <laughs> it's probably the color temperature on our LED lamp above our head. That but. is very uh, likely. The case. Could be. <laughs> yeah. You might yeah. be right. But no, it's totally made with algae. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, very bready and or mutagen, sweet on the on the nose. A little bit of roasted note, right? A little bit of a. Uh... Moving on to the flavor, ooh, it's very smooth. It is big roast. It leans more chocolate than I would have expected. Cocoa. It's a bit more stouty than I would have expected. Mm-hmm. But, but it's full. Yeah. So just on the nose, I wasn't impressed. I really wasn't pulling a whole lot. But that first sip. There's a lot of flavor in there. There's a lot. Yeah. It yeah. bursts. A lot of the cocoa notes. baker's chocolate yeah it's a weird it's it's straddling that line between bach and stout it's it's right there isn't it yeah yeah, i mean to me i i like that they it's their own lens on it you know they're giving it their their take they're not trying to do a clone of Iyengar. they're giving the doppelbach their their version and i i like it i I think that it's there's more bitterness to mm -hmm. it the hot bitterness is kind of coming Mm -hmm. through like it does on an imperial stout kind of i like the lens of looking at a doppelbach through a stout lens i think that that works yeah i'm just trying to like paint the picture because it's 
it's I've, I've, I can't think of another beer that's this close to the line where depending on what part you're looking at, you would classify it as a big stout or a doppelbog. As with most brew gentlemen, this is a very clean beer. Like there's no off flavors. It's very it it is kind of exacting in what it's trying to to give you, and it doesn't it 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 doesn't really like you compare it with the karate, which is kind of like a mishmash and kind of stuff together. This is seems very calculated uh, and really very dialed into what it's trying mm-hmm. to do. Definitely. The um, sweetness is coming around a bit. It's powering through kind of that roasty tannic bitterness that I was getting up front, like the kind of the bitter chocolate kind yeah. of part of it. Yeah. Like the sweetness is coming in f- through that now. It's like a, um, it's almost like a barley tea type sweetness, not warty. It doesn't have kind of that kind of gristy kind of flavor to it, but more of like a refined simple syrup kind of barley tea somewhere in there. The example I would give is like after a really good meal, you don't want a sloppy sweet dessert. You want a dessert that has a little bit of depth and, and is not oversweet, but has, you know, the, the right amount. So like, you don't want like a pumpkin pie. You want something that has sweetness, but it's balanced to give you something. So like, of a great, like a really good dessert at a, like a good restaurant would have this kind of flavor profile, I think, or something similar. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that a sloppy dessert isn't fantastic. If you know, it definitely is. But no, I think you're. That's a good description. I like that. You it's, said sloppy too many times. Now I want to have this with Adam Argusia's sloppy joes. <laughs> <laughs> sloppy joe, sloppy sloppy joe. This is really good. Yeah, this is so this is closer. This is not, you know, exactly what you would expect fully from a Dabobach, but this is much closer to what you'd expect to have a Dabobach than what we had last time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is way better than yeah. the the one we had on the show last time. It's good. It's I mean, in gentlemen, it's a sipper. It's, it, it's hard to knock them. They like. Everything they do is of high quality. It's not to say that everything they do is amazing. Right. But everything they do is of high quality. Uh, I'm with you. Not Yeah. I've had beers from them, which, you know, I've never had a bad beer from them. Mm-hmm. I've had um, lackluster beers, mm-hmm. but usually that's the exception. Usually they're like, you can appreciate them for what they're giving you. Yeah. So here's the... The point on the show where we would like way back when we would have done Amazon thing. What we're doing instead is Discord. Join our Discord, guys. Join our Discord yeah. and talk to us. There's a there's a link in the show notes if you're listening to us on Spotify. If you're a new Spotify listener, because yes. I did all the oh yeah, I signed all the the agreements and the EULAs to get on Spotify. So if you're on Spotify, go over to the show notes and you'll find a link to our Discord. And you can get our Discord and then you can get back to the show notes on Discord where there's comments and commentary. And there's conversation and you can talk to a kiwi, a literal kiwi. A literal kiwi. He's an actual fruit. Yep. An actual like hairy fruit that if you cut it, it's got green on the inside and the seeds, but you can eat the seeds. Uh, I've never looked inside, Greg, but maybe maybe, maybe he's green. Well, you said he was seed. a literal kiwi and that's what I think. Yeah. Well, literal, it's changed his definition. I mean, but he's a kiwi that's shaped like a human and 
lives as long as a human and talks like a human and is a really cool human. So is that still a Kiwi? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Kiwis have a lot of diversity. He's literally a Kiwi. And uh, who else? Oh, we have we have someone who is just promoted to head brewer of his brewery, which is wild. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And other cool people, a guy in Wisconsin who can drink New Glarus all the time yeah. and doesn't doesn't gloat about it all the time. So that's wild. So what we're saying is we have a lot of cool people on our Discord. I mean, we want you because you're a cool person, too. So join our Discord. Yeah. I mean, you're already on, like, all kinds of weird Joe Rogan discords. Get on our Discord. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Don't bring that Joe Rogan shit <laughs> to our Discord. Speaking of podcasts and Discord, I'm not done. It's also a bad year for podcasting. Apparently, advertisers are dumping like people who used to get podcast ads uh-huh. don't go to podcasts anymore because they like trackability. So they like Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. So, like, yeah. I've heard a bunch of big podcasts, like 99% Invisible, Search Engine, uh, This Week in Tech, all complaining about this. And actually, This Week in Tech has had layoffs and they're sh- canceling shows. Oh, poor Leo Laporte. Is he still calling it Netcasts? I don't think he is. Okay. He's he's finally gotten off that, <laughs> yeah. that horse. Um, Netflix finally decided that they're going to release their... Um, viewer statistics oh really yes apparently that's been a big secret and their advertisers were very unhappy with it i wonder if that's anything to do with the strikes because those were big and like they wanted to get a lot of information from about viewership and and all these streaming places were not giving any information so maybe that's part of what they agreed to with the strikes who knows so this next one that, that Jeff is pouring. It's from Lola Brewing Company, which is here in Pittsburgh. Lupula. 6.4% alcohol by volume. Uh, Motueka, Moter, Rewaka, and Comet Hops. Lots of interesting ones in this one. Yeah, so uh, Lola is... Um, Quickly, ever since like the first time we went there, mm-hmm. like was elevated to the top tier of like local breweries that we like. Yeah. They don't have a ton of beers, but the beers they do have are solid. They're a variety of styles. A lot of them are now we're drinking a double IPA or an IPA tonight, but most of their beers are beer flavored beers. They have a cream ale that is like interesting. They have an imperial stout. They have a mild. They have other things as well. And they're open on Mondays. Yeah, that's cool. So when you want to go out to a pub and all, mm. or a brewery and everyone's closed on Mondays, we can go to Lilith. Mm. And it's close. Very close by. So there's definitely a... Um... Ooh, what is that? What is that on the aroma? There's a very oniony citra. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it's weird, a right? It's a very oniony citra, is what you got. There. Oniony. There's no citra. citra in this. There's not. No, well, it's oniony as fuck, and you sometimes citra will give that to you. Use it and under the light of a full moon. So onions, in general, that sulfury compounds that give it that kick, and there are sulfury compounds in lupulin, and this is called lupula. So you guys make the connections. Yep. So 
if I was picking out a beer to plan to introduce Greg to Lolev and, you know, put it on the show, mm -hmm. I probably would have got the cream ale. But this was part of a four pack that we bought just to drink while we're making bottle openers. And, uh, you know, there was one left and it seemed a shame not to put it it's on. Very the show. strange to make bottle openers these days because these are all cans. Most of the drinker can. Yeah. I, I wonder how much that takes away from yeah. his clientele as no one uses bottles anymore. But. Well, I, th this actually brings me into the last gift I have. Oh, there we go. Uh, you know, this is, I was wondering if we could go a show without talking about Craig, and I guess we can't. And for you gentlemen and ladies. Oh, no way. Yes. You steal balls. You buy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. So you know these are know what I want to before I bounce this off of Anvil. So what mm -hmm. Greg got us was a one and a half inch. I think it's two stain, inch. Yeah. Is it two inch? Okay. Yeah, Stainless two. steel ball. ball bearing, which yeah. is well, it's hefty. Mm -hmm. And it is. you probably got one for yourself. And it's probably fun just to roll it around in your hand. Yeah. It's and um when you buy an anvil, the the key thing about it is how much does it rebound? Like when you hit your hammer on your workpiece on the anvil, does all the energy go through all of that and disappear in the anvil? Or does the anvil bounce it back up into your workpiece? So you put more bend into the workpiece. And one way to test that is you take a steel ball and then you hold it 10 inches off the anvil and you drop it. So if it's 10 inches, then every inch is a 10%. So if it bounces six inches, you know that it has a 60% rebound. And that's kind of the lowest that yeah. you want. You want like 90 or above. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, the reason anvils could have different heat um, rebounds is um, how metallurgy, because either it's a bad anvil or it was in a barn fire mm -hmm. and the fire heat treated and ruined the heat treatment and it lost its um, hardness. You know, so this is kind of the tool to check. Uh, so it is part of uh, the class Greg took where, you know, there's this whole, um, the first hour, this is a three hour course on blacksmithing course. It's three hour, like introduction to blacksmithing and probably the first 45 minutes at the very least our discussion of anvils and how you can get good deals on anvils. It's specific to sort of a Western Pennsylvania audience because yeah. The key is that just in, in this area, there are likely a lot of anvils. And it's Craig talking about how much money he's been able to make by reselling anvils. Mm -hmm. And kind of going on a, on a big, long, like... It's a it's, little it's bit a, of a stand-up it, routine. It's a, Yeah, it's a stand-up. Yeah, I think it's it's his way of, like easing people into the subject uh so so that um they're not like jumping right away into the difficult stuff uh and so i get it but at the same time it was like for someone like me who's like all right i get your point we can move on now it was pretty ponderous at, like because god we're still going on with 30 minutes in and we're still talking about the anvils when um, am i gonna start yeah. Eating the shit out of something. Yeah, well, what am I going to start, like, you know, putting stuff in fires and shit like that? Um, But, yeah, but that was, like, so with all with all the discussion of Craig that's happened over the last three episodes, it's been, like, it's, it's the Craig trilogy at this point. <laughs> <laughs>
I was like, it'd be a fun, it'd be fun to get you guys that because I love it. Mm-hmm. So the the well, before I bounce this off anvils, what I want to do with it, mm-hmm. I want to put it in the freezer and see if it has more thermal mass mm. than my stainless steel ice cube that is water filled. Interesting. And whether this works better for chilling cocktails, I bet it won't. You don't think you think that water ice has. Yes, more thermal mass than it's not solid the steel? thermal mass it's the it's the um uh, the face change it's the heat uh what what's the term i'm thinking of but it, it it takes a lot of energy to change water from one phase to another uh and it it's considerably less energy if it's all stainless steel uh so because there's a trend because there is that it's it's why it takes a while to boil to boil water the the um, i can't for some reason the physics term is not coming to me because the um well it's specific specific heat. heat thank you yes uh it, it takes a long time and and a lot of energy to tr- to change that phase and so i think because of that the water field is likely to be a better source of uh a better sink of heat than okay. a pure steel ball. See, my my intuition, I understand everything you're saying, mm-hmm. and I know that you put extra energy into a phase transition. My intuition still says that a st- solid steel ball has more, I mean, it weighs more, it has more mass, so it has more mass to sink the heat into. But I, Well, I mean, I, I think it's worthy of testing. I would wash those very carefully because, I mean, they came right from wherever place. And I doubt China. they've been, yeah. I doubt they've been washed or I don't even know how heat safe they, you know, like how, how safe they are. Yeah, to, I guess that's the one thing to, to maybe it's more of an experiment mm-hmm. and not a drink. Yeah. Yes. Um, Let's do that. Just do water. And, <laughs> but yeah, like if this is, chrome instead of stainless steel mm-hmm. it might not be food safe you know something like that so it probably is chrome i mean it was stainless the, the thing says stainless steel when i oh, bought them it? but i don't okay. know what again i didn't you know there's something you, you get on amazon and you're not like there's no providence oh no i'm sorry they're chrome this is chrome, chrome. yeah so. this is four pieces a uh, two inch chrome steel bearing balls hmm So yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't drink with these. But as a temperature test, yeah. thing is, my steel ice, my steel s- spherical ice cubes are bigger than these. So yeah. it'd be really hard to, yeah, adjust. Yeah, you know, might be. I'll I'll see if I can come up with a methodology because I'm morbidly curious about it. But I mean, you could just go on Amazon and get like a larger chrome ball, the same mm-hmm. size, and and, yeah. and do that. But. Okay. You've got one of these to, to the other thing that he mentioned because because it's part of his spiel. And now I feel like I'm talking about Craig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you well, are. Greg's talking about it Craig. Ha- it happens. It's uh, a cult, you know. He talked about how you can put this in somebody's like in in if you find a way into their car, you can put it like behind the seat, and there'll be something that's shaking around. They have no idea what it is, like under mm-hmm. under the floorboard or something like that. Uh, and yeah, that, that was when I was like, okay, that's what this guy is like. <laughs> <laughs> he said it in the parlance of hating the state inspections, this system. Oh yeah. And that's but, not how he said it in, 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 in the spiel he gave to, okay. to my class. Okay. It was more like if you just want to get, get revenge on somebody. 
Okay. Yeah, his normal spiel is, which isn't, it's a weird vibe too. It's like, if you don't like the state inspection system, you can put a couple of these in your door pocket, door pocket or something like that. And then when they're doing the test drive, they'll be trying to find this noise. He did mention that and, too, yes. But the mechanics only get a flat rate per inspection, but you're going to waste their time. And that which, feels like, but if why you hate are you the fucking state, with the Why are you fucking with the mechanics? Yeah. So yeah, mechanics, my son's one. Yeah. So. No, it's it's a... They get hurt. I think it's more for the laughs, but definitely. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a shtick. He has a shtick. All right. So, right, so what's the one? fruit that you're picking out of this? Papaya. Uh papaya with, with with green onion notes. Yeah, the onion he went away. The, I got used to it at least the more I drank yeah. it, and then I was getting more of that tropical papaya fruit. Mm-hmm. Not like yellow or white onion but green onion right so it's like it's a little bit vegetal but it's also got sulfury notes all right we're five in got one more to go greg brought this over last week last week greg came over and we hung out we were not well we wanted to work we were working in the shed yeah i had yeah i had had so much to work to do and it was like yeah we can't Spend time to do a show. Greg dropped off this Imperial Gingerbread Inspired Milk Stout. Gingerbread Inspired? Yeah. I'm interested. I I guess that means the spicing of gingerbread. Yeah. There's no no gingerbread men were harmed in the creation of this beer. I can't can't vouch for that. Uh, This is... Where is this? Okay. This is Cinderland's, right? I'm not ready. Hey, I like that. And hurry up. Well, you just need to just chill out, man. It's about pacing, woman. A little oniony for my taste. Yeah. But we had things to talk about. It wasn't yeah. boring. Yeah. So. Well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, compared to. We didn't really talk about the beer that much, frankly. We had other things to talk about. <laughs> we, we, I think we covered it well. The All right. So this 8%. This is a Double milk stout brewed with ginger, cinnamon, Madagascar, vanilla bean, and milk sugar. So this is, as opposed to sort of the uh, composed sweetness with bitterness that that the gentleman was, this is going to be, I think, more of a bomb of sweetness. Mm-hmm. A bomb? A sweetness bomb. Like this, sweet is, this, bomb. Is, this is the sugary pecan pie dessert. Versus the refined, mm-hmm. you know, like chefy dessert. Thank you. Yeah, what's up? So the LED nice is, is not making this green. No, uh, this is very, very dark. It's one of the darkest beers. Ooh. All that milk stout wow. lactose in there just sucks up light. Mm-hmm. The head is even a dark color. The head is the color of chocolate milk. It is. Okay, so this is what they say. Our gingerbread Im- cookie imperial milk stout starts by going through the seven levels of can- of the candy cane forest with layer upon layer of character malt, two degrees of caramel, rich chocolate, and a couple of our favorite roasted barleys. Then past the sea of twirly, swirly gumdrops. I feel really like I'm in the Candyland game. Yeah. <laughs> we add a small but crucial amount of cold-pressed organic ginger in parentheses bread juice from our friends pittsburgh juice ginger juice so they, they add ginger juice 
finally, through the Lincoln Tunnel, which is a Pittsburgh reference, we load in the rest of the cookie flavor with Madagascar, vanilla bean, and cinnamon. But Lincoln Tunnel's uh, New York, New Jersey. Really? Oh. Okay. Maybe maybe I'm thinking. Okay. Um, but wait, there's more. We gather a team to sing carols to the tank throughout the fermentation and conditioning. <laughs> okay, great. I didn't I didn't realize that was that what they're talking about. Okay. That'd be awesome if they actually did sing at the fermenter. They might. They like, might because just, just you like, remember, uh, we, we've been to their brewery. You can sit at the tables and you yeah. can watch okay. everything. So. But like not just once for a joke, but like like four or two hours a day to condition the beer. That, that'd be hilarious. So the first thing that I'm picking up on on the nose is – a Moscow Mule, which I mean, ginger beer, ginger ginger juice, ginger juice, mm-hmm. ginger nuts, but really strong Moscow Mule. I guess the 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 Lincoln Tunnel refers to the Fort Pitt Tunnel, which is on the Penn Lincoln Parkway. Sure, that's what okay, that's what the Google's tells me that that's what that's what AI would say it's called. Yes. <laughs> I didn't AI it. Well, I know. I'm just, no, they did. (laughs) Yeah. AI written beer descriptions. That would be good. It's probably already being done. Yep. So Moscow Mule, interesting, right? Because I was so ingrained of thinking gingerbread man, gingerbread cookies. I didn't open my mind up to that perspective. And I'm trying to. I even taste the lime. <laughs> See, I get roastiness. I get the ginger. Okay, so that flavor. <laughs> what? It smells like it's just going to be in a sweet, shitty beer. Mm-hmm. And you go into the flavor, and it's not. It's, no. It's weird, but it's intriguingly weird. You I like it. It's the ginger I- juice. It's the ginger that, that that's changing this from a sweet bomb to something with a little bit more yeah, depth it, to that it. Tangy. The ginger mm-hmm. juice decimates the body. Yeah. So it's surprisingly thin for milk stout. And it helps it tremendously. Not to say that it isn't still full. It's still got fullness to it, but it's not like you would expect this cloying sweet yeah, yeah. awful mess. Mm-hmm. And the ginger slices through that. Yeah. Yeah, it takes it. It tastes. I mean, it tastes like a cocktail, right? It tastes like a weird. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Cocktail yeah, it doesn't where, taste like gingerbread. It's. In, I think that this is where inspired comes in handy because this is not. If you're expecting a gingerbread, I think that there's a little bit of an aftertaste. Probably your burps might have a little bit of a gingerbread. So thing going think on. Moscow Mule with like. Creme de cacao or Kahlua or something. It's so like start there, right? With like Kahlua. I don't know. Like I'm not saying that'd be a good drink. I'm saying no. what we're tasting is a chocolate Moscow Mule, you know, mm-hmm. and then like something offshooting from that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you all taste the lime no. as much as I do? I I don't not taste the lime. Okay. I I can't say I taste. It's the lime on the high all. side of the ginger juice. Yeah. It. It actually, I think like the cocoa or the cinnamon, the cinnamon is 
Oh, changing the ginger and it's it's almost the like cinnamon a, is capping it the cinnamon is at the, is at the end but it's like, almost like ro- this lime zest i'm totally out. with you it, there's something in there that is the flavors are just bouncing all over the place in my mouth right now well lime like at, at its best it, it adds the right acidity to round yeah. out something and yeah it's a good yeah i like it and i think that in this case i think you you're right jeff that I think the cinnamon is doing the rounding and because we're used to lime and ginger together, I think the cinnamon is doing the same job. That's my guess here. The more I drink it, the more I'm aligned with Shannon though, is where it's coming across more and more of like a lime in a cocktail. Mm-hmm. Like, this is such a weird beer. Like it, this is one where if you were like, handed it blind blindfolded and you're asked to drink it i don't i would have never I'm, guessed that it was a what i say what i would i even say beer i'd like to guess i would just because of the viscosity there's, there's a maltiness to it there's there's kind of a milk dud malted flavor yeah. mm-hmm. in the front but it's balanced with a lot of extra stuff to so that it so that that doesn't overpower it because this could get oversweet real quick, real easy. And there's a lot cutting the sweetness here, which is smart. Mm-hmm. It's really smart. This beer is way better than it should be. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree because I wasn't because I I I was telling Shannon before the show I had this when I wasn't thinking about it and. But I wasn't thinking about it. It kind of felt sweet and cloying. Uh-huh. But now that I'm like zeroing in on it, it doesn't feel that way at that's all. So like that, that's the opposite of what we usually have, yeah. right? Yeah. Like when, um, which beer will we kind of ho-hum on tonight? Oh, the, the, karate. the karate Explosion. I bet you that beer tastes delicious if you're Netflixing and chilling. Mm-hmm. Um, but here at this table, it just gets the Magnus mag the magnifying glass put on it and... Loses. Yeah. yeah. This one, though. This one is... is, is <laughs> it's impressive. I, yes, I just... Yeah. I'm in awe. It's crazy that someone flavors. put it together. Yeah, th- this one is is kind of an art thing, right? Yeah. There's, there's an alchemy here that's happening that's, that's as you say, impressive here. There, there's something going on where they made something that shouldn't work. <laughs> And it does. And that's impressive. I just got graham cracker, brown sugar combo mm-hmm. in this last. And that's thing. not in here. It's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. This is this is way better than I, than I remember. What is the alcohol in this one? Um, Do you have it? 8%. Oh, Again, not bad. It's actually right? worth I the mean, sobriety. Like, yeah. That one's worth sobriety. Yeah. Like you, you, you would think from the flavor, especially from the viscosity, you'd think maybe 10. Yeah, no, I was worried that it was like 11 and a half or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, that's a heck of a beer. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked because it's, that's not how I remembered it. Because I had the other three cans yeah, of this. Yeah. It's not how I remembered it. This is not how I expected this to go. I expect this to be, oh, a sweet bomb. And then the night would be like, yeah. how much of it? Okay. So, you, you know, like 
getting guided through your flavor experience is a thing, right? Uh-huh. And you drank three of them thinking gingerbread. And then this lunatic over here says Moscow <laughs> Mule. Like, how much did that change your experience? It just as, pointed to me. As much as I love this lunatic over here, <laughs> it was more just focusing on the beer itself as opposed to just sort of picking, you know, just sort of throwing it into a glass and drinking it as I was, you know, watching something or, mm-hmm. or, or playing something on the TV. Yeah. So, because there's been times where, you know, we're, one of, you know, when we were doing the show and we're, we're kind of ping ponging back and forth and we're kind of confused about the beer and then someone pulls on the right thread and the whole thing comes into focus. Yes, right. Yeah. You know, and I'm wondering how much of, if that was kind of what, like thinking of well, ginger no, I, like, ale. You guys totally agree. I still don't agree with you really about the lime thing at all. I just yeah. think that the, 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 I do agree with the rounding out. Yeah. Okay. I can't even not taste the lime. It's so weird. I'm not saying you're wrong. I I'm just can't. saying that I don't. It's it's not what my it's not what my flavor receptors and yeah you know, no getting, I mean, yeah. It, it that makes sense. I mean that's why we have three of us here. Mm-hmm. You know it's um, but it's so strange that I'm every single sip I taste yeah. the lime. I'm with you. I'm I a fan th- of it though. I mean, yeah. and it's it's the good lime juice too. It's not. The crappy stuff. It's like real fresh lime. Yeah. Fresh well, it's, it's lime. It's not like yeah. lime juice. It's, it's lime juice in simple or in oh, barley yeah. malt syrup or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So um, let's get on to the rankings. Rankings. Yeah. Rankings. All right. Well, Whoa. Jeff, you um, you started the show, so you get to rank first. That, okay. That's Just my give me two seconds. Ooh. Dude, oh, you don't want your ball to fall off. Yeah, don't, that would, that would leave a, your balls. That would leave a dent on the floor. Yes, they're heavy. These uh, these chrome balls are heavy. Mm, I could put them under the truck. Um, okay, my last place beer is going to be the Bald Birds Brewing Company Karate Explosion. Yeah, um, it was fine. It was, but it was lackluster. There was muddy flavors. The aroma promised uh, a flavor experience that the flavor didn't deliver. Mm-hmm. Somewhat disappointing there. I'll put the Lupula from Lolev in fifth place. I think that's a good beer, but it had that big onion of flavor. It's um sure it's it, it's one of those things that let's explore a complex beer that doesn't have delicious flavors like. You know, green onion, you know, but, you know, and making the most out of that is a fun experience and it's overall enjoyable. It's, there's a gap between that and the last place beer. I'm going to put the Doppelbach from Brew Gentleman, the Monongalator. So they're on the Monongahela River. So Monongalator is that. Um, it Wait, was that. You, that was last? What? No, that's third from last. I'm sorry. Third from last. I I've been talking for a long time now. <laughs> I was ranking mine and talking for a long time. Um, so it was that Doppelbach that was kind of straddling like the line between like big stout, like double stout and double bock. And it was interesting to be playing in that kind of androgynous zone. I enjoyed the beer. Androgynous zone? 
indeterminate on which side yeah like androgyny like you don't know if it's a man or a woman yeah but that is more that's like specifically man or woman not like androgyny between double bach and double stout i think that androgyny is specific to men or women i think you're thinking more like can i use it as a metaphor uh i guess okay thank you um, I'll allow it. Sorry. Watch yourself, counselor. If, it, if it's offensive, I apologize. I did not mean it. Please, I am open for li- join our Discord if you need to tell me how yes. I was being uh, uninclusive there. Um, no, I'm serious. If if mm-hmm. what I said was wrong, I really want to know about it. I'm not saying that flippantly. Uh, joining our Discord is just a fun way of you doing it to me, telling me. Um, yes, correct, Jeff. Please. Always, I'm wrong about things every day. Um, in third place, calling an audible here. I'm going to put the Lawsons in third place. I do think you're making the right decision there at the very least. Yeah. I'm going to put the Lawsons in third place. Sip of sunshine. It was tons of nostalgia, that kind of bright, bitter New England IPA. Um, way better than the Alchemist. Um, I, I remember liking it way back at Deer Camp. Play some sexy music, Greg, and also today. Mm-hmm. And um, but you know, it doesn't. It has some age on it, right? You know, it, it isn't keeping up with the times. Uh, the old Thunder Silesian foothills. I'm gonna put it in second place. Um, small beer. Polish Pilsner brought some really interesting bread and melon to the party. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, yeah, and I could see drinking like a ton of that just when I'm not thinking about beer or it's hot out. Like it's a drinker. And then I'm going to put the one more sleep from Centralins in the top spot um, just because the beer was cray. Um, the ginger, the yes, continue. Yes, I'm just you're being distracted. I know. I am. There's a person walking towards me. Um, the ginger, the kind of how it was more of a cocktail than a big sweet beer, like surprised me, and mm-hmm. I just thought it was hugely interesting. Which we should have Tori join us at some point because I think you'd enjoy the show, Tori. You didn't join huh? me on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but then we'd have to split these uh, cans I, um, four ways. Man. We can do it. We can. We can. You can try. I don't, I don't, I don't, we we we've split would, them five ways before. So I mean, oh. Anyway, Centralins, just this weird, weird beer tastes more like a cocktail to me. Um, surprising, interesting, nuanced, um, different, and it's worth a try because. It just might like shake up what you think about, you know, what a big stout might be. All right, my turn. Did you take a photo? I can take a photo. Take a photo. Take that photo, biatch. All right. So I'm going to arrange these in my order now. Please do. Yes. Go, Greg. Now I'm just trying to figure out if you're placing them from first to last or last to first. 
I'm pretty sure I know how you're placing them. Yeah, I definitely know how you're placing them. There we go. All righty. Here we are. All right. Okay, are we ready? Go. Okay. Now, I am going to put the karate explosion last place, and I'm going to prepare a picture while I do this. Um, because, yeah, the karate explosion was the one of these that really uh, was the least remarkable of all of them. There really wasn't much to talk about, and what there was was not great. That said, it wasn't undrinkable, although you did pour it out. It wasn't okay. necessarily worth your sobriety, but it wasn't no. terrible. Right? I mean, worst comes to worst, that that was the only thing in the party. I probably still would just mm-hmm. decide... Yeah. Get a vodka tonic, right? That oh, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh so yeah, like just the I don't know whether it's the cryo hops or or, or or whatever, but it 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 didn't last. It almost session IPA'd me in the in the way that it didn't last. Okay. Uh and that's not necessarily what I want out of a beer. So I'm going to put that there. The the next two, I'm kind of I'm not sure which way to put them. The only reason why I put the lupula in in but under the Lawsons is that the onion flavor wasn't there in the Lawsons, mm-hmm. but the Lawsons was just kind of a throwback, and you had the nostalgia kick. I was more interested in the the you know if I'm gonna drink a something of that of that nature give me the the better stuff the lupula was what you might expect from the better stuff but it had that oniony thing that just kind of brought it down so not surprising to me or not so and perhaps not surprising to listeners who've been keeping up the ipas are on a different scale than the other (laughs) today yeah uh and so then we have, I think, the beers that that really were great and for different reasons. Uh, the Pilsner is a hard luck loser here. I think it was really, really good. And only is losing because of the kind of exceptional nature of the next two. Uh, because as a, as a clean, crisp Pilsner that does what you wanted to do, that was great. But yeah, I'm going to put the Cinderlands next. The Cinderlands is very surprising when you really look into it. Uh, and we talked a whole bunch about it, so I won't go into too much detail. But I do think the Monongalator was more, more perfected, more like more dialed in, more specific, more. There, there was just something that was very, I don't know, there was just something so clean about it that made me think that it deserves the win, but the center lens was really excellent too. Uh, so who knows? That's me. And you already got a picture, right? Yep. All right. So the arrangement of the arrangement, the arrangement. Okay. So while she's getting her order, the one th- getting her order set up, you know, we talked about how it's a bad year for craft beer. 
It's also a bad year for podcasting. Good thing you we rebooted the, it, yeah. Good thing we rebooted the podcast this year. I mean, who like like we give a shit? Like like we don't. We're not like it's bad year for advertising on podcasting. Who gives a shit? Yeah. All right, now I'm going to uh, play this, and then I got to go to the bathroom. So same way you you scooted out when Jeff I was doing his, out. I'm going to scoot out. But let me. All right. So in last place, again, I have to agree. um, It's probably better if I'm drinking it on the show and not comparing or drinking it just on its own. Sorry. And not comparing it on the show. But um, yeah. Last place, we have the karate explosion from, uh, ah, I lost my notes. Bald birds. The bald birds. It just, it was flavorless to me. So, really couldn't enjoy it. Um, next, in fifth, next to last place, I've got the Lawson's, um, sip sunshine um it was too bitter for me i just didn't like all that bitterness um i think that was the biggest thing and i was surprised i was disappointed because i thought i would really um just like that one more different era i guess yeah and and by that i mean after i grew up (laughs) Whatever, shut up. No, I'm just saying. Uh, Arrogant Bastard was what I cut my teeth on. So you'll love Arrogant Bastard. Like it's going to be like the bomb for for, for bitterness when you try it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, fourth place is the, which actually surprises me because I, when I, I had this, I really, really liked it. But when it's going up against the others, it kind of, lost points but um old thunders pilsner um the silesian foothills (laughs) sleazy foothills um anyway yeah it i really liked it it was soft it was bready it had those well it was a light breadiness Mm -hmm. flavor and it had the tannins um it just had a, a lot of flavors but it was very light and enjoyable but again i don't know when you put it up against the other ones it just kind of lost some points so um third place i have to go with the low love lupula um yeah i know greg you didn't like that green onion kind of flavor i I think it gained points because it had that uniqueness to it for me. So I can't necessarily say like, oh my God, I love this beer, you know? Uh-huh. But it's more of that, oh my God. Character. This beer is so, yeah, ballsy. Mm-hmm. It's got something that I would never expect to taste in a beer. So that's why it gained a little more points all right and in second place 
is going to be Brew Gentlemen's. I know. I think I'm going against the grain with both of you here. No. no? Greg Rank did tops. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. The Mongolator. Monongolator. Monongolator. Uh, yeah, I think, like you said, Monongahela yes, River. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The Monongahela. I really like this. I love that coconut flavor, the bitter sweetness to it. Um, if I had not had the other one, this would definitely be in first place. I, I'm going to want to go find some of this and buy it and yeah. drink it. I really, really like it. Um, kind of glad that it's only a 12 ounce because... Well, not glad that it's the same price, but glad it's in a 12 ounce because I'm not one that drinks that type of a heavy, dark beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't I don't like to drink a lot of it. She's not one to share her beers. Rude. Rude. <laughs> Jeff with the soundboard then. I just want to inform all of our listeners. <laughs> so then, all right, moving on. First place. <laughs> that was <me>. that was Greg. <laughs> that wasn't a soundboard. That was just me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, going with Cinderlands. Um, yeah, that one more sleep, aka. Well, it's called oh, Imperial man. Gingerbread. Well, it's called Imperial. Uh, well, one more sleep, but it's the Imperial Gingerbread inspired stout. A.K.A. Moscow Mule. Wow. Yeah. I have to put that in first place because it's just surprising that I can drink a beer that tastes like a cocktail. And if you blindfolded me and gave me that, I would be really, really, really confused mm-hmm. because I would know that it's not a Moscow Mule because it's got some sweetness to it that a Moscow Mule doesn't like. It's it's like a cocoa kind of flavor that a Moscow Mule definitely does not have. Mm-hmm. But in every other sense of it, it it's a Moscow Mule, which I, is I've really had crazy. Moscow Mule beers that taste less like a Moscow Mule than that. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So I have to say that just this. <laughs> just this week, we had another beer, Jeff. Oh, remind me. I will remind you. I had to go back in my text messages. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. I don't even know what your story you're telling right now. What beer do we have? Where were we is what I'm not sure. We were at East End earlier this week. But we had Allagash's. Oh, that was yeah, a beer. At, um, beer de Champagne or something. It was uh, called Two Lights from Allagash. It was, it's kind of like a beer to guard. It's pretty good. Mm. It was great. I believe they called it a beer de, Ch- beer de Chapin. Okay. And it tasted just like a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Mm, I mean, more so than this Sunderland's 
tastes like a Moscow mule. Okay. Well, it's time for the second version of our judging, which is the fuck me. <laughs> oh, Mary, fuck, I forgot kill. about that. Did you take a picture? Ruth? Shoot, no. Hurry up, take a picture. Okay, got take it. Take a picture. Ah, hurry up. Can't get them all in here. Without... Something magical just happened. Oh, <laughs> Santa Claus is coming. All right. Who was the elf I, on the should shelf? I go, should I go first with my... Uh, you should. Yeah, we, we did that. The, the order we did the... Yeah. All right. I am going to marry that Polish Pilsner. Mm. All day, every day. That's a drinker. She's yeah. a real drinker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am going to fuck the. It shouldn't be a hard choice. Man. Yeah. Are you gonna, um, are you gonna plow? Yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be the gingerbread bread man. Okay. Oh my. Um. Just. I just got an image mm. that I can't ever erase, <laughs> and that's yeah. scary. <laughs> Bad to the bone. <laughs> and kill, I don't, I guess I'm going to kill the two birds. I mean, can't think of a novel reason to kill any of the other beers. So. The two birds? What? Two oh, bald, the Karate Explosion? Brewing Company. Oh, okay. Explosion. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, okay, so for me... Uh, the fuck is, um, the monogulator. Cause it's like, it, it's like the prettiest girl at the whorehouse, right? It's, it's, it's prim and proper and it, it's, it's gotta be an experience, but it's not something that, you know, you want to be with all the time, but Hey, that's going to be your perfect fuck. She's the one that makes you feel special. Right. <laughs> um, for for Mary, I'm gonna be the sloppy guy. Give me the gingerbread, right? I mean, look, this is taking me in different places. This is, you know, this is gonna be fun to vacation with, right? I mean, look, uh, the kids are gonna be know interesting. What you're gonna get. Like, oh my, yeah. <laughs> oh, I have that somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Oh my. There we go. Yeah. So. That's your Mary, and then yeah, you're you're the karate is the kill because all right. Well, I swear this isn't because I'm married to the man, but we're identical on this one because I would definitely marry the Pilsner slow and steady. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a it's like predictable, simple, but also not. Not like one dimensional. No, and and I mm-hmm. like predictable. Mm-hmm. But I, I um, it's got a really good variety. So uh, yeah. Anyways, marry that one. I'm going to definitely fuck the Cinderlands. <laughs> You're like a sloppy fuck. I yeah. Just you know, occasionally. <laughs> Moscow Mule Man. <laughs> Gotta love it. Mm-hmm. Gonna love that spritz of lime. And I'm killing that karate kid, whatever it is here. Karate. That's, that's three death sentences for the karate kid. Not looking good. Yeah, it's sad. Not looking good. All right. Well, 
I think that's it for uh, for for this part of the show. Play us out. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Merry happies all along. And last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Very He's ruining day you took the best it away. song. He's he wants actually, to do karaoke. I don't know if that's... If that's it's not happening. Yeah, I didn't it's think not, so. It's, I think we should karaoke. Oh, my God. 101 hours. You won't know if we karaoke. It depends on whether we do a, pre- a post show or not. If we don't, if there's no post show, it's because we karaoke. Uh, we've post showed and then karaoke. That, that's true. But we could. Yeah. We could probably drag Tori out the karaoke for karaoke. That would be fun. <laughs> I think we could get her out for karaoke. I'm. I've always told you guys, I'm never going to be opposed to karaoke. So if we want to record karaoke, I no, I don't want to record. We're not. Oh. No, <laughs> that's for us. No, for us. yeah, okay. no, no. Oh my All gosh. Right. Well, it's karaoke. Oh really? You want to do the? You always get bored in the post show anyway. Well, don't start talking about math and science. I, I wanted to talk all about Let's science, talk about man. I never history or I don't know. Let's I know, talk about I know present. science shit. Let's talk about politics. <laughs> oh. Nope. <laughs> Apparently, it's undecided. Nope. We'll get back to you here in a minute. Bye. See ya. Hippopotamus for Christmas.